0: I was so happy I could hardly breathe. At last, someone realized it was long past midnight. Alec offered them our floor for the night, but again, through that nonverbal system of glances and shrugs, they decided that they wanted to get moving. I piped up. Well, at least let me move you on down the road a little ways. The border of Iowa and Illinois is only about a hundred miles from here. I looked at Alec for approval, and he smiled. Porter was surprised, in spite of all of his talk about the inherent generosity of people you do that? Drive us into Illinois and then just turn around to come home? Sure, I replied. Just a few months ago, I was driving 500 miles every weekend just to be with Alec. He squeezed my hand, a heartbeat of love. First you have to sh- sign the book and draw us something, Greeley reminded us. Alec took the book first and sketched a quick likeness of Lady laying on our floor while I fished around for my camera. All I could think to draw was a slice of pizza, but I got a good group shot of our dinner guests. It was a tight fit, the five of us plus one dog. In the two-door 2008 Pontiac, my dad had started buying for me the year before he died. All the backpacks plus all the additional supplies had to be stowed in the trunk. But pretty soon, we were cruising down I-80 with the sunroof open, soaking up that fresh, almost summer breeze. All too soon, we had crossed the Mississippi River, and I looked for a good place to pull over in Moline, Illinois. By now, it was past 2 a.m., and the streets were empty. I asked the traveling kids for suggestions. "'Gas stations are always good,' offered Denna. "'More cars, more chances to go further east.' The others agreed. I found a well-lit gas station and shut off the car. I was sniffing back real tears now. I had only known Greeley, Denna, Porter, and Lady for six hours, but I had grown very attached to them. I didn't want to see them go. Everyone was a little quiet as we unpacked the trunk.' "'Is there anything else you need?' asked Alec, gesturing at the gas station lobby. "'We're good, my man. You and your wife have given us plenty already,' was Greeley's reply, laying both of his hands on Alec's shoulders. I was stunned. Usually Alec hated being touched by anyone who wasn't me. "'One more round of hugs. I had to nestle my fingers deep into Lady's coat one more time. "'You take good care of your people, Lady,' I intoned seriously, my voice cracking.' Alec slipped one hand around my waist and wordlessly took my keys with his free hand before helping me into the passenger seat. We waved our last goodbyes to the traveling kids, and Alec steered us back onto the highway. I was a sobbing mess. "'They're gonna be okay,' Alec murmured. "'They're gonna remember you for the rest of their lives. "'They're gonna remember that you packed them first-aid supplies and brought them dog food.' I smiled weakly, trying my hardest to feel reassured. And then I broke into a warbling wail. "'I wanna go with them! There are people!' Alec kept his left hand on the steering wheel and clutched both my hands with his right. I know, but we can't right now. Not right now. But now I understand why you loved road life so much. A few more miles passed as my tears subsided and I caught my breath. We were coming up on the exit for the world's largest truck stop. Alec took the exit and said, come on, let's get some coffee. The 24-hour diner was positively cavernous, occupied by only a single waitress and one trucker in a booth alec and i sat across from each other shivering on the cold vinyl cushions we glanced up at the neon lit specials board when the waitress came to take our order get you kids something to drink pot of coffee and two mugs please alec told her you still have those cobblers on the board mm-hmm apple or peach apple for me you alec lifted his chin at me peach please a la mode our waitress asked yes please we both said at once We laughed. Sometimes I could hardly believe that we were actual adults living in our own apartment. Sometimes things were so simple and easy, I could almost imagine we were high school sweethearts at a little corner diner in some leave-it-to-beaver imaginary hometown somewhere. I had a dream about this, Alec told me when our desserts arrived. I had a dream that I bought you pie. We were supposed to be here tonight. We were supposed to take those kids to Illinois. I relaxed into my coffee and peach cobbler. It's really delicious. Thank you. I trusted Alec absolutely, not just as my soulmate, but also as a spiritual authority. He had dreams, visions. He had access to a world I could barely imagine. It was nearly 4 a.m. by the time we made it back to our apartment. Without Greeley, Denna, Porter, and Lady, it seemed vast and empty. Aside from the furniture I had moved out of the way earlier and the empty pizza boxes, there was no sign they had even been there. I had one group picture on my digital camera and a hole in my heart. But I looked at Alec with renewed adoration. He had given me an incredible gift, and he understood me better than ever. In all likelihood, we'd never see those kids again. But I believed that sooner rather than later, we'd be on the road ourselves, making new memories and becoming part of an even grander story.
1: It's Thursday, June 30th. This is the Northwest Colorado News. I'm Shannon Lukens. The Yamper River is open for tubing in Steamboat Springs. Life vests are recommended. No disposable containers like cans and glass bottles are allowed in the river. Please keep it clean. Don't leave any trash or tubes out there. The best drop-off spot for private tubing is at Fetcher Park. Steamboat Resort opens for summer operations today. We'll continue through Labor Day. This includes rides on the gondola, hiking tours, land-up activities, and dining at Rowdy's Barbecue and the Oasis Summer. Sunset Happy Hour is also tonight starting around 5. Season pass holders for the upcoming season can ride the gondola for free. It's $25 for non-pass holders. Coca-Cola Movies on the Mountain starts Saturday up on the lawn at Torian Plum Plaza near the base. The movie is Parent Trap starts around dusk at 8.50 p.m. The Rainbow Gathering officially starts Friday, but about 2,500 people have already arrived. Cars were lined up down the dirt roads in Moffat County, headed into northwest Route County for the gathering last night. It's on national forest land up in a meadow. Camps and kitchens are along the ATV trail there. Chris Kelly lives in Hawaii most of the year. He was loading up a cart full of food and supplies to take up the trail to his campsite. I camp
2: with a group called Serenity Ridge and we are clean and sober rainbow family people that used to be addicts and now don't use alcohol or drugs. We hold recovery meetings twice a day. We have a clean and sober camping space for people that feel that might be more their lifestyle.
1: We also met Tanali Rene who took us on a tour of some of the kitchens and camps. One was called Lovin' Ovens, where they make pizzas and pastries.
2: Rainbow Gathering is like boot camp for the soul. Everybody's welcome to come.
1: The U.S. Forest Service expects about 10,000 people for the gathering, which is officially July 1st through 7th. Officers were checking cars as they drove into the area. Philip Anderson is the new president of the Colorado Cattlemen's Association. Anderson is a rancher from Walden. He's the 117th person to serve as president of the group. Dr. Celine Wicks will be the acting superintendent of the Steamboat Springs School District until a new one can be hired. She's currently the principal at Strawberry Park Elementary. Thank you.
0: County Beat, June 28th meeting. The Herald Times, June 30th, 2022, by Nikki Turner. DHS update. Newly hired Department of Human Services Director Nabila Mason updated the board at steps taken to improve the current situation at DHS, where the department is down to one certified child caseworker after Moffat County DHS said they didn't want to continue a partnership with RBC set up under previous commissioners. Mason said they have contracted with Audrey Johnson, a case supervisor in Kiowa County recommended by County Attorney Don Steerman. Johnson's expertise in all areas of social services is anticipated to bring beneficial resources to the department, particularly while Mason completes her Colorado certification. Mason also said Garfield and Rio Blanco are in the process of merging a team to help fill in gaps in service. Fairfield Department Updates Bruce Bear, who supervises the Fairfield Center and Fairfield Apartments, updated the board on improvements to the apartments and the development of a five-year plan for updates and improvements to the county-managed property, which also houses DHS and RBC Public Health. Baer said they've updated six apartments in the past year, and two more will be coming open soon, noting the amount of turnover is unusual. Remodels and upgrades are focused on improving safety for the senior residents who rent the apartments. Rainbow Family Gathering Sheriff Anthony Mazzola said RBC narrowly missed being chosen as the site for the 50th anniversary of the Rainbow Family Gathering, which begins this weekend in Route County. Mazzola said the group, whose annual gatherings on the forest are technically illegal, hold a meeting in the spring to decide where the summer event will be. 90% of the time, where they meet in the spring is where they decide to stay, he said. That spring meeting was held on the far northeast edge of Rio Blanco County near Sheriff's Reservoir. A few thousand people have already made their way to the site, with as many as ten to 15,000 expected. It's putting quite a bit of stress on the towns nearby, Mazzola said, as the group relies heavily on public services. Fire Risk A more typical monsoon pattern this summer means there are no big concerns over the dryness yet when it comes to fire restrictions, though agencies are having fire restriction calls weekly to review conditions. Grant funding. Budget and Finance Director Janae Stanworth asked the board for direction concerning grant funding that is under the commissioner's purview following a request last week from the Rangeley Outdoor Museum. Under the previous board grant, funds from use tax, CCITF, Colorado Capital Improvement Trust Funds, and CDGF, Commissioner's Discretionary Grant Funds, were limited to emergency requests only. Stanworth asked the board with two new commissioners if they wanted to consider changing that and said she had been working with Stearman on a score sheet to evaluate future grant applications. Commissioner Gates said, I would not have an issue with taking that off of emergency use only and opening it up to where people can apply and we can help our community partners out with the funds that we have. Commissioner O'Hiran asked what limits will be placed on the grant funding. Steerman said it would be case-by-case decision-making, which is what you are supposed to do with funds allocated based on their impact on the county. Regular meeting? During the regular meeting, Paul Miller, CPA, presented his audit report on the county's financials. His report is available on the county's website in the June 28th agenda packet. Commissioners approved a deed of easement with Elk Creek Ranch on County Road 8. Previously, the county had a prescriptive easement. Stearman said the change cleans it up for everybody. O'Hearn was named board chair pro temp and community services block grant advisory representative for the remainder of 2022. Love was named representative to the Associated Governments of Northwest Colorado and the Yampa White-Green Basin Roundtable. Gates was named as rep for the county investment policy. Road and Bridge Director Scott Marsh was appointed to the Northwest Colorado Transportation Planning Commission. Commissioners approved multiple MOUs for DHS contracted services and approved a supplemental budget resolution. The next Board of County Commissioners meeting is scheduled for Tuesday, July 12th at the Rio Blanco County Courthouse in Meeker, with work sessions preceding the regular meeting at 11 a.m.
1: Hey, guys, just want to let everybody know I am safe, made it to Colorado, made it to the gathering. On the side note, the federales decided to be pulling everybody over, and I got hit. So take a look and see what the news lines and everything that are going on and see how rough and tough they really are being with everybody who's just trying to gather for peace and love. Anyways, I'm down at Signal. I wanted my folks to everybody know I am okay. And when I go back up, I'm not going to have signal for a while. I have court tomorrow. So for the highest, best self, I hope this works. I've never had to deal with anything like this in my life. But uh, I love you guys, and peace out for the dream. kids that were born at the
3: Rainbow Gathering, they're eight years old. Where are they? You know who I'm talking about. What are your names again? What are your names again? Go, go for it.
4: Why do seagulls? Why do seagulls fly over the sea? If they flew over the bay, they would be they they would be bagels. (laughs) Bagels. What did the person say when they jumped out? Of the of the closet. What? Out of the closet. Out of the closet. What? Supplies. <laughs> 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 what is the What, what did the magnet say to the paper person? What? I'm very attracted to you. What do you call someone standing on the toilet? What do you call someone standing on the toilet? High on pot. High on pot! <laughs> Why does the cemetery have a fence up? I don't know. Why, why does the cemetery have a fence up? Why? Okay. Because people are people are dying to get in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say to a What? Say that louder. What do you say to a consecrated Buddha? What do you say to a consecrated Buddha? What? Right. This too shall pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Family Gathering officially starts tomorrow. June 30th, 2022, Bigfoot 99 News. This year's gathering of the Rainbow Family in the Route National Forest just over the Wyoming state line officially starts tomorrow. Attendees have been amassing at Adams Park for the last two weeks. Some have arrived in run-down, hippie-style school buses, true to their stereotype, others in late-model pickups, RVs, and sedans. Depending on whom you talk to in person or online, live, off the land, or by handout, the counterculture group resembles either the Partridge family or the Manson family. Carbon County Emergency Manager Lenny Lehman toured the scene on Monday when about 2,000 so-called rainbows were on site. Lehman said after talking with law enforcement officers in Steamboat, he was apprehensive about what would he find on his tour. But Lehman said the attendees he encountered appeared friendly. And, uh, you know, just some of that, you know, the, the,
2: the one percenters of the, of the bad people uh, kind of made me feel a little bit uneasy, like, wow, you know, but what, what, what is this going to be like? But absolutely, as I drove through, keeping in mind, I drove through probably from noon to 2 p.m., noon to, you know, 1400 mm-hmm. um, uh, very friendly as, as I drove over there's a bunch of people walking on the road trying to get to their their I think their end destination uh, they all all waved uh, the different groups that I kind of drove through they, they parted
4: waved were smile you know smiling very friendly um, so the ones that I encountered just kind of
2: driving through Um, They seemed very friendly and and very cordial and and accommodating, got off the side of the road as as I keep through, Um, but I did not stop and and have conversations or engage them other than a, a smile and a hand wave through the windshield.
0: The U.S. Forest Service has deployed a large contingent of law enforcement officers to the scene to make sure the 50th anniversary gathering of the group stays peaceful. Lehman drove from Hayden, Colorado, to encampment on Monday. He described what he saw along the way.
2: I came home via uh, Hayden, uh, California Park, Adams Park, Battle Mountain, and then back to encampment. So I kind of drove through that whole area. On Monday, there was a they were estimating about 2,000 uh, people. My impression of the area that I drove through uh, definitely a very large presence of leos uh, from the force service uh, multiple locations lots of uh law enforcement that i saw up through that whole entire area
0: photographs sent to bigfoot 99 by a bags resident bear out the emergency manager's observations about a dozen photos depict law enforcement officers in multiple vehicles on monday working stretches of route county road 80 stopping and searching cars in the vicinity of the gathering. The pictures also show vehicles packed into parking areas and garbage bags beginning to pile up. Julie McKinstry Mayor's of Bags is documenting the gathering as part of her mission to put a halt to the unsanctioned events on public lands. Mayor said she grew up near Missoula, Montana, and went to school in Bozeman. During that time, she said the rainbows trashed the forests while hiding behind their idealistic slogans of peace, love, and respect for the land.
5: I've seen this happen over and over and over and over again. I mean, it was, during my high school years, it seemed like just about every summer there was, you know, people fighting to get them to not be able to come to Montana for their gathering again. And it was just because they would trash every area that they went to. But yet, you'll read these Forest Service printouts that then say that they have, done a decent job of cleaning up and restoring but these areas are not ever the same
0: mayor is documenting the 50th anniversary event with photographs, videos and screenshots of chat rooms where rainbow representatives do public relations work and make decisions on behalf of a group that claims it has no leaders
5: so there is a, you know, a small group of of these people that are making the decisions, they meet at a spring council in the the spring to decide where they're going to hold their next meeting at. And, you know, they are the decision makers. And they're the ones that have also infiltrated the community chat um, in Craig and just immediately started doing PR work where they would, you know, Oh, blessed are the weird people, and, you know, put up all these posts, like, you know, many, many different types of people come to these events, and, you know, just just trying to put in a good a good word and also play a victim role at the same time.
0: The group already has interrupted the quiet life of the residents who have cabins, properties, and even working ranches in the area. Mayor said ranchers have been forced to use horse trailers to move their cattle rather than trail them down to the usually sparsely-traveled County Road 80. EMS was called to the scene Saturday after a car rolled. And, despite the advertised USFS last weekend of the temporary closure of California Park, Mayor said she'd saw the gate to the rich natural resource area open on Monday— Mayor said lurking beneath the facade of the peaceful hippie vibe at the rainbow encampment is a feeling of danger.
4: There's
5: a feeling up there of it. It's not a good feeling. You know, they, they all claim over and over and over again to come join us, you know, come up and, and, and come be with us. But you get up there and it's, you know, it's not inviting. It's not friendly. It's, it's just, it's it's, Feels like you're in a homeless encampment in a city is what it feels like. People are on their guard, and you know, even just driving around that circle, I had an 18 year old, um, kind of an adopted child with me, and she goes, "We're gonna get killed." And you know, I mean, it's just there's not a it's not a happy, peaceful feeling.
0: While touring the camp, Mayer said she spotted the recreational vehicle that was involved in the illegal dumping incident on U.S. 40 two weeks ago. Mayer photographed the piles of garbage then and posted them online. She said she gave a report to the Moffat County Sheriff's Department. Since then, a dump site for rainbows has now been established just outside of Bags in Carbon County. The initial estimates that the golden anniversary gathering of the rainbows might attract 10,000 or more people have been scaled back. Lehman said he wasn't sure where Forest Service people were getting their intel, but the gathering may top out below 10,000.
2: I did hear that they're now only anticipating maybe a top number of 7,000 as opposed to the 10 to 15, uh, which is great, Uh, so even if there's even somewhere between 7 and 10, that's certainly better than
0: uh, 10 to 15. Layman said Carbon County Emergency Management Operations will be on standby status throughout the incident and will be able to provide assistance to Forest Service and Colorado agencies if needed.
6: Hey guys, so I did a thing this last weekend. On Sunday I went to the gas station and there was someone holding a sign saying Rainbow Gathering. And I've never been, uh, but have been curious as to how it works and what the people are like there. And so I offered him a ride, and we picked up a couple other travelers. We found out that just before you cross on to National Forest Lands, they had a whole ton of cops, some that had been to more rainbow gatherings than anyone else I've previously met. They are a task force, and they are there to intimidate and go through all of everyone's vehicles. They dug through my entire RV and completely trashed it. I did make it through, however. There are also things like this. So they've literally sabotaged the signs. There's one. The other one's down there. They're now also threatening to send in CPS and start taking away children. I can tell you I, I checked it out. They have a great little camp for kids. They have people looking out. They have it set up. It's nice keeps them safe and away from any other shenanigans that might be happening and is fun and these kids are getting to be free and have a blast and they're going to go in possibly and try and take the children on an up note i found out that there is kind of a celebrity a presidential candidate who just showed up
4: it's vermin supreme i'm a very court hippie i require a lot of security (laughs)
0: Ready for Rainbows. Saratoga Town Council hears of potential impacts from rainbow gathering in Route County. June 30, 2022, The Saratoga Sun by Joshua Wood. At the 50th annual gathering of the Rainbow Family of Living Light, Rainbow Family, approaches its apex this weekend, entities in both Colorado and Wyoming are preparing for a potential influx of people. With an expected 10,000 people attending the annual gathering at Adams Park in Route County, according to the United States Forest Service, USFS, local and federal agencies are working in conjunction regarding the event. At the June 21st meeting of the Saratoga Town Council, Council Member Ben Spaulding and Saratoga Police Chief Ken Lair provided updates to the governing body following a meeting with the USFS. I think it's just more or less to keep the town updated and the council updated on things that are going to be going on with that, said Spalding, The Forest Service for Colorado has been basically looking at this situation as an incident and treating it as such, meaning whether it be a forest fire or a large incident, they're going to be establishing certain guidelines and protocols. According to Spalding, one concern raised by Lenny Lehman, Carbon County Emergency Manager during the meeting, was evacuation of the gathering in the event of a fire. Lehman initially voiced this concern to the Board of Carbon County Commissioners on May 3rd, Because Carbon County borders Route County, a major concern in the event of a disaster such as a fire or flood would be whether Saratoga could sustain such a high number of people. Lair told the council he was already working with Lehman on what steps could be taken to prepare the town of Saratoga for a large influx of people in the event of an evacuation, Spalding expressed his concern about how the police department would enforce the town of Saratoga's no camping law in the event of rainbow refugees from a fire or flood. I'd assume that you're probably working with the county on some of this stuff for extra support, Spalding said. We've got a kind of a plan where we could put an overflow of people, the high school, the community center. They've got resources as well, Lair said. They've got a mobile command center they can bring down. There's betting they've got access to that they can bring in. The chief said the most the town of Saratoga would be able to take in would be 1,500 people, approximately 10% of the expected gathering size. In the event that something would happen, they would probably close down some of the roads going into Saratoga, pushing some of those members down to Craig, Colorado, said Spaulding. There's a lot of volunteer effort here, and calling in that volunteer effort in, we can't really sustain a lot of the influx of people, so by pushing them down to Craig, it kind of keeps them within Colorado. Barring any kind of natural disaster, uh, Lair said, he believed the biggest impact his department and the town would experience would be with the hot pool. I think the big impact is going to be next weekend when people are traveling up there and when they come back, said Lair. The hot pool. It seems like everybody has to stop and hit that. Not everybody going to come this way, but I see that probably as being a direct impact with us is probably the amount of traffic in town. The potential rainbow gathering traffic would coincide with the influx of traffic already seen in Saratoga during the Independence Day weekend. On June 25th, Four days after the Saratoga Town Council meeting, the USFS announced a temporary closure area, area closure in California Park, just south of the location of the Rainbow Gathering, due to the high probability of excessive public use. This is one of the forest management tools we have available to utilize during times of extreme circumstance, said Forest Supervisor Russ Bacon in a press release from the USFS. Closing portions of the forest is not something we take lightly. In this case, though, it is the right thing to do. The peak of the Rainbow Gathering is expected to occur on July 4th and begin to disperse Unrising, following the I holiday. made a
3: video about the Rainbow Family Gathering I will be going into today. And so this question was may I ask how you got involved, slash, invited? Rainbow Gathering has been calling to me so much, just not sure how to get connected. So make sure you go visit the website that is www.welcomehome.org. That's where you can get the most information about these gatherings, like the location that they release literally like the month of or something like that so you're gonna have to just get involved in the communities and start getting informed on what the details are leading up to this gathering so I'm personally invited by my uncle who has gone for the last eight years so I'm kind of just flowing in with him and then I'll explore the gathering when I get there but yeah I'm really excited to see all the friends, new friends, soul friends I've already connected with and I hope you get to get a chance to go.
0: Route County Road 82 closed, cutting off suggested route to Rainbow Gathering. Update, Route County Road 82 reopens. Steamboat Pilot in today, June 30th, 2022, by Shelby Riarden. Editors note, this story will be updated as more information becomes available. This story was updated at 11 a.m. on July 1st to reflect the opening of County Road 82. This story was updated at 4.50 p.m. June 30th to indicate the work on County Road 80 concluded and would no longer affect travelers using the road as an alternate route. This story was updated at 1.45 p.m. June 30th to include a statement from the U.S. Forest Service. Route County Road 82, which is along the suggested route to the Rainbow Gathering in North Route County, has reopened as the stuck vehicles have been removed and conditions have improved, according to a release from the county. This is a minimal maintenance dirt road that can become impassable with the amount of rain that area has seen, said Public Works Director Mike Morty in the release. The road will remain open, weather permitting. Route County Road 82 closed to traffic due to current road conditions on Thursday, June 30th, according to a release from Route County. The road is closed at the Moffat County border, where the road becomes Moffat County Road 1 and continues east. The current conditions are slick and muddy, and there are vehicles that are stuck in the mud, said Amanda Shepard, the county's public information officer. Until weather improves and things can dry out, it will be closed. The road is along the suggested route to the 50th Anniversary Rainbow Gathering in Adams Park and Route National Forest as announced on Facebook on June 14th. When asked whether high traffic due to the rainbow gathering was a factor in the closure, Shepard only replied, The closure is due to the muddy, slick conditions. There is no timeline for reopening as the ground drying out is dependent on weather. The gathering is not authorized by the Forest Service and is an unlawful gathering of more than 75 people, which would typically require a special-use permit from the agency. So, there is no designated route to the gathering, and therefore there is no designated alternate route. "'We haven't been in favor of it, regardless of how many routes in or out there are,' said Aaron Vuz, public affairs specialist for the Forest Service. "'There's always the possibility there could be closures of some type, and that's just part of what comes with it. It's an unauthorized event.' We haven't provided access one way or another to begin with. We're working with both counties regarding the roads they maintain through there. Will the Rainbow Gathering run roughshod over Colorado's public lands? The Rainbow family will celebrate their 50th anniversary in Colorado where it all started, while Medicine Bow Route National Forest land managers braces for their impact. 5280 Magazine, July 2022, by Robert Sanchez. One night this past spring, a dozen or so people across the country passed the feather on a Zoom video conference, taking turns talking about whatever was on their minds. One man said he was grateful for the moon and for the trees. A woman said she was thankful for the lilacs she'd planted a few hours earlier. Everyone was appreciative of the cat that kept walking in front of someone's computer camera. It was a meeting of the Rainbow Family of Living Light, the alleged band of villains that authorities warn could wreak destruction on U.S. Forest Service land in Colorado this month. Every year, thousands of free spirits meet on public land across the country for the group's Rainbow Gathering, a weeks-long campout and communal prayer for world peace that started in 1972 and has described itself as the largest, best-coordinated, non-political, non-denominational, non-organization of like-minded individuals on the planet. There had been speculation that the group would congregate in Grand County near the location of the first meetup on private land in Granby for the 50th anniversary event. Instead, it will be held in Medicine Bow Route National Forest in the Adams Park area from July 1st through 15th. An estimated 15,000 people showed up at the inaugural event in Granby, which Rolling Stone jokingly referred to as the greatest natural disaster since the locusts ate Utah. Not much has changed. Reports of murders, drug overdoses, stabbings, and destruction of public land have plagued the gatherings. The last Colorado event in 2006 brought between 10,000 and 15,000 attendees to the Big Red Park area north of Steamboat Springs. U.S. Forest Service officials claim that foot traffic carved between 40 and 50 miles of informal trails on the site, and that gatherers stripped trees of lower branches and left behind fire pits and uncovered human and animal waste. One Rainbow member told Seven News that 80,000 people may be at this year's event. This spring... Forest Service officials launched a public relations blitz, creating a Rainbow Incident webpage and activating a team to work with law enforcement and residents affected by the gathering. Grand County commissioners also expressed concerns about costs for extra services to police the event. The Rainbows are bad at paying bills, Commissioner Merritt Linky told Sky High News in April. The Rainbow family isn't a formal organization, which means there's no leadership and therefore no one to hold accountable if things go sideways. It felt like a barrage of hate, said Tonali Herenak, 45, an audio engineer from New York who has attended dozens of gatherings and is publishing a book on the event with his partner, Kristen Blinn. Rainbows generally are peaceful, responsible people, Tonali says. They don't want trouble and especially don't want to set a forest on fire. On another Zoom call, less than two months before the gathering was scheduled to take place, rainbows fretted about the authorities trying to harsh their mellow. Gatherers in the past have studied different ways to safely extract and filter water. They circulated a handwritten pamphlet titled, Where Do I Poop?, that includes suggestions on post-gathering cleanup. When we leave a camp, no one should be able to tell humans have ever been there, the directive reads. But there didn't seem to be much hope the rainbows and the government could work together. A man wearing a ball cap embroidered with a marijuana leaf on that Zoom call doubted that government agencies had ever read the group's operating plan for the event, which has been distributed to local and federal authorities before each of the past four gatherings. That wouldn't stop him from showing up in Grand County. I say, damn the torpedoes! Veterinarians concerned about possible increase in parvovirus due to rainbow gathering. Steamboat pilot in today, July 1st, 2022, by Susie Romig. Local veterinarians are cautioning area dog owners who might plan to visit the rainbow gathering in Northern Route County to leave a puppy, immune-compromised dog, or canine not up-to-date on vaccinations safely at home. Veterinarian Susan Colfer at Pet Care Clinic in Steamboat Springs said based on the previous local rainbow gathering in 2006, spread of canine parvovirus is a concern due to the increased amount of potentially unvaccinated dogs visiting the Yampa Valley through the busy Fourth of July holidays. Parvovirus is extremely contagious and can be deadly for dogs that do not receive extensive supportive care such as IV fluids. We definitely did see dogs with parvo from the Rainbow Gathering in 2006, Colfer said. People brought their dogs to the Rainbow Gathering and the dogs were unvaccinated. If the dog is not vaccinated, they are at extreme risk for getting parvo. Parvo is an environmental pathogen transferred by a fecal-oral cycle that is so infectious that even after parvo-infected dog poop is washed away by rain or snow, the virus can remain in the soil, local veterinarians explained. Then dogs may sniff the smell on the soil, lick their nose, and transfer the virus to themselves. Callfer added that the normal butt-sniffing canine greeting routine may also pass the virus from an infected dog. I am definitely concerned because Parvo can be very expensive to treat. If it's not treated, it's fatal most of the time. Puppies die from dehydration, Colfer said. Both Colfer and veterinarian Fane Cross at the Wellness Clinic of the Route County Humane Society advised pet owners to always keep compromised dogs away from other dogs with an unknown vaccination status. Unless your dog is fully vaccinated, I would avoid having your dog interact with another dog whose vaccine status you don't know, Colfer said. After the Rainbow Gathering in 2006, Pet Care Clinic treated five puppies with Parvo after the dogs had been to the gathering. A staff vet also spent three 20-hour days during the July 4th holiday in 2006 treating a significant increase in sick or injured dogs. Issues included dog bites to other dogs, lacerations, porcupine quillings and diarrhea, and vomiting from dietary indiscretions, Colfer said. The 50th anniversary rainbow gathering in Adams Park is predicted to attract 10,000 campers from across the country. U.S. Forest Service officials estimate attendance as of Thursday, June 30th was 4,100 campers, which could translate to hundreds of canine companions. Although many dogs were on leash with rainbow owners during a visit to the site on June 17th, the Forest Service does not require dogs to be on leash in the National Forest, except in developed areas such as official campgrounds. Elaine Hicks, Route County Humane Society Executive Director, said local animal control officers needed to confiscate three or four dogs following the 2006 rainbow gathering because the owners were arrested. The vaccination routine for canine parvo is a two-course combination vaccination by age five months, followed by a booster in one year and a booster three years after that. Koffer said. Adult dogs that are healthy and up to date on vaccinations should be well protected via the very effective parvo inoculation, the longtime veterinarian explained. I would definitely recommend that everybody keep their pets up to date on their vaccines. Puppies, especially, need to be protected from other dogs that we do know their vaccination status and protect them from eating and being exposed to soils that could be contaminated, Koffer advised. The Humane Society leadership in both Route and Moffitt counties say they have canine quarantine spaces at the ready just in case. Hopefully, we are all overprepared for everything, said veterinarian Kelly Hepworth at Bear Creek Animal Hospital in Craig. The next monthly low-cost vaccination clinic hosted by the Route County Humane Society will be noon to 2 p.m. July 9th. The Humane Society of Moffitt County has limited funding for discounted vaccinations upon request. For more information on canine parvovirus, Pet Care Clinic has extensive information available through the online medical database on the clinic's webpage at PetCareClinic.com.